Hello, this is Dr. David Freeman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. If you want to live a happy, healthy, and long life, live by example. Find people who have achieved this goal and learn their secrets. Joining us today is best-selling author and National Geographic explorer, Dan Butner. He's discovered extraordinary, long-lived, and happy communities around the globe called Blue Zones. What's their secret to attaining good health, happiness, and longevity? Stay tuned to find out. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is an award-winning journalist, producer, sought-after keynote speaker, and New York Times best-selling author. He's appeared on many television shows, including The Today Show, Oprah, NBC Nightly News, and Good Morning America. He's discovered that places in the world dubbed Blue Zones, where people live the longest, healthiest, and happiest lives. He's delivered over 500 keynote speeches and written several Blue Zone series of books, all of which have become national bestsellers. His latest book is called The Blue Zones of Happiness, Lessons from the World's Happiest People. Welcome to the show, Dan Butner. Well, shall I say I'm happy to be here. Oh, that's great. Yeah, happy to have you here. Yeah, that's great. To, great to, you know, I believe I believe this. If, if somebody wants to become a champion at karate, there's no better teacher than a 10th degree black belt. So if we want to live a long, healthy, and happy life, there's no better examples than people around the world that are thriving in their 90s. Share with the listeners first, what are blue zones and how did you discover them? Well, we actually call them blue zones areas. Blue zones is a trademark, that, but we designate places around the world where uh, people either have the highest life expectancy, the highest centenarian rate, or the lowest rate of middle-age mortality. And because only about 20% of how long the average person lives is dictated by genes, the other 80% is lifestyle and environment, we reason that if we could find the confirmed areas where people live the longest, we could, in a sense, reverse engineer longevity, find out what these places are doing to yield people into their 90s and sometimes 100s, and then distill their lessons to apply in in America. Right. And I know when it comes to diet, you really explored this, and you've discovered the healthiest people on the planet have certain diets. What are they? What's the, what's the key to living longer and healthier? So in, uh, the, in my book, Blue Zone Solution, we did a meta-analysis, which is sort of, in simple terms, a worldwide average of what people were eating in these five areas where people live the longest. And we found them in Sardinia, Okinawa, Costa Rica, Greece, and among the Seventh-day Adventists. And in order to know what a 100-year-old ate to live to be 100, you have to know what they've eaten their entire life, not just what they ate for breakfast. So we got 155 dietary surveys, all five blue zone areas, averaged them out, and on average, they're eating between 90 and 100% of their calories are coming from plants. Uh, it's a very high-carbohydrate diet, by the way, but not simple carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates, kind of medium protein, medium fat. But the four foods you, that are pillars to every longevity diet in the world are whole grains, either wheat or rice or corn, uh, greens, most highly associated with longevity, nuts, a handful a day is associated with an extra two years of life expectancy. And then the cornerstone of every longevity diet in the world is beans. They're eating about a cup of beans a day, and if that's a practice that we could adopt instead of the more unhealthy proteins we often eat, it's probably worth about four extra years of life expectancy uh, over eating you know, bacon and pork chops or whatever. 
Interesting. You know, over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of health experts whose opinions completely contradict the other. And we recently had a cardiologist on the show who pioneered the popular anti-lectin movement, which advocates avoiding beans. And your, your research, you discovered that those in the blue zones consume more and you said it actually years to your life. Tell us why we shouldn't be afraid of beans and why they're needed for us to live longer. Well, so my expertise is simply this. For the past 20 years, I've identified populations that are avoiding heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and, and dementia, and living manifestly to a healthy age 90 and 100, and then very meticulously under the ages of National Geographic, finding out exactly what they've been eating, and beans is a is a daily food for these people. So, um, you know, not, not all doctors have been trained in nutrition, and they, uh, they, they may find some, uh, results by looking at in petri dish or short-term studies, but I can just tell you the blue zones research, uh, follows, uh, cultures that have been doing the same thing for centuries and millennia, and they're yielding manifestly longer lived people. Now, when it comes specifically to beans, we know beans are, okay, you can't eat them raw because there are lectins, but as soon as you boil them, uh, for a few minutes, the lectins are no, are, are neutralized. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, a cook, cooked beans, uh, are high in fiber. They're high in folate. They're high in black beans have the same antioxidant that, that blueberries have. Um, they literally reshape the biome of the gut. So if you're eating beans, uh, every day, then the gas no longer becomes a problem and your gut bacteria changes to accommodate them. And it's a good bacteria as opposed to the bacteria that, grow when you're eating too much meat, cheese, and eggs, anti-inflammatory or inflammatory um, bacteria. And they're probably pushing out less healthy proteins that you might get from processed meat, which the World Health Organization categorizes as a carcinogen in the same category as smoking. Yeah, I agree. I love my beans, and it's been shocking how you hear so much North and South Pole. But, you know, what you said, you make sense, and you live by example. For all <laughs> centuries and centuries, people have been following these diets, you're saying, and they are in the blue zones. You can't deny they're healthier, they're living longer. What's the uh, the story about wine? Studies show drinking wine in moderation adds more years to your life, but then there's studies now showing that moderate consumption can decrease our lifespan. What have you discovered? Do the blue zone folks drink wine? <clears throat> Yes, and as you know, Dr. Freeman, that, that uh, scientific studies tend to refute themselves every 10 years. For a while, it was, they're suggesting hormone therapy, therapy uh, for older women, and then they found that hormone therapy actually created a higher chance of breast cancer, and for a while with vitamin E was all the rage, and vitamin D, and they're always refuting ourselves. Right. So again, I, uh, I went to places where people have been doing the same thing for centuries, and they're living a long time, and in blue zones, Hotspots, they are drinking a little bit of wine, um, and not a lot. They, they tend to drink out of very small glasses, spread throughout the day, maybe the equivalent of two or a tops three three glasses a day. Right. And we also found that if you're eating a blue zone diet, which is to say a plant based diet, with your wine, you actually about triple the antioxidant or flavonoid absorption. So it's not just that you drink it. It's that you drink it with the right diet and in a social context. Great. What about coffee? Again, I see 50% say it combats disease. And of course, now there's stuff saying that it's bad for us. Do the folks living in the blue zones drink morning Java? Yes. So in, in most of the blue zones, so the Adventists tend to issue caffeine. So that put that one aside. 
Right. The Okinawans, they're going to be drinking green tea, which has caffeine. Right. And they'll drink it all day long. But in, uh, in, in, um, Sardinia, uh, Icaria, Greece, and especially in the Nicoya Peninsula, where they make a very good, uh, a coffee there, a pea berry coffee. Yes, they start their day with, with a, a dark cup of coffee. Now, remember, there, it's not a macchiato and it's not full of cream and sugar mm-hmm. and caramel sauce. It's black coffee, which is a great source of antioxidants. It's been associated with lower rates of diabetes and Parkinson's. And, uh, it, it wakes you up. Yeah. Definitely. If you're going to live to be a hundred, you got to, you got to get some stuff done. <laughs> you got a big to do list. For it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, cu- I'm curious when you look, when you look at the obesity epidemic compared to the blue zones, I'm curious, are those that live healthy in their nineties considered at their ideal weight? You know, we did not weigh, I can tell you anecdotally for the most part, they're thin and there's some evidence to suggest that when you get older, actually being slightly overweight is better than slightly underweight. Right. Um, I do know some statistics, for example, in, in the Okinawan Blue Zones area, there uh, only 2% of people have ever been obese. So they have been uh, unconsciously for most of their lives eating a, a, a calorically restricted diet. So they're consuming about 20% or 30% fewer calories. And that's probably because their food is nutritionally dense but has a lot of volume. So, you know, they're not getting, they're filling up their bellies, but they're not, they're not oversatiating their bodies. Like we tend to do in America with our burger and fries and pizza habits. So there's no such restaurant as called the blue zone. All you can eat buffet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so, you, you know, I'm, I'm working on, uh, uh, another book for national geographic, on uh, the re- I've gone back to all blue zones and I've captured, pre-1970s recipes, and uh, we created a meal app, actually, on our website that shows you exactly how to eat like a centenarian. And these, we do a stir-fry that has uh, a beautiful tofu and greens and uh, celery, and it's nicely spiced with a little bit of oil. It'll have five times the volume of a hamburger. And, and like a compost pile, and you just eat to your heart's content. It's delicious. Your stomach is full, but you've consumed fewer calories than a hamburger. So they're they're not mutually exclusive. You can you can you can eat a lot of food. Uh, the general idea is you want to eat like a peasant, right? Not as a prince. That makes sense. That's good info. I love the title of your latest in the Blue Zone series of books. It's Blue Zones of Happiness, Lessons from the World's Happiest People. Now, living longer isn't synonymous with being happy. We all know people that are in their 80s and 90s that are still alive, thanks to modern medicine, but they're miserable. Share with us, when it comes to the Blue Zones of Happiness, what defines being happy? So... We try to identify the statistically happiest places in the world and, 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 uh, reverse engineer for there. So happiness itself is an academically meaningless term because you can't measure it. But surveyors and social scientists can measure life satisfaction or how you evaluate your life on a scale of one to 10. How satisfied are you with your life? And you can get a really accurate read, especially if you randomly select at a population level. Now this has been done in 151 countries. There's a second way to measure happiness, which asks people to recall the last 24 hours to see how they're feeling in their life, how much they laugh, how much stress they have, how much they worry, etc. 
And then there's the third assessment, which is purpose. Are you living out your values and your passions and, and doing using your strengths to do what you do best every day? Gallup and a Nobel Prize winner, Daniel Kahneman, has developed these measurements. And we have tens of millions of surveys in 151 countries. And for this uh, Blue Zones of Happiness and a cover story for National Geographic, I got a hold of all that data, distilled it, and identified not only the happiest places, but what are the characteristics that accompany happiness and and, uh, put it in a book that people can use to get happier themselves. Yeah. What are some of the happiest areas around the world? I would imagine that the USA is the most miserable, (laughs) or am I wrong? No, we're not the most miserable, but we do a pretty poor job given how rich we are. So when it it comes to life satisfaction, the happiest place in Asia is Singapore. Uh When it comes to daily experience, the happiest place is Cartago in the Central Valley of Costa Rica. And when it comes to the place with the highest level of purpose and, in many ways, life satisfaction, it's a northern Denmark. I focused on Alborg. And then with ShareCare and Gallup, we created an index to identify the happiest city in America, and we found it was Boulder, Colorado, followed by Minneapolis and uh, Santa Barbara. Interesting. So the Boulder, Colorado doesn't have to do with the uh, legal recreational drug that's sold there, does it? <laughs> it has to do with an enlightened leadership that did not crush to the uh, influence of developers and maintain quality of life and access to recreation. They didn't. They didn't yield to people who wanted uh, advertisers who wanted to wallpaper the town with billboards advertising right. things we don't really need or food that's not all that good for us. So there's no billboards. And it's a place that favors the pedestrian over the automobile. Uh, cars make us unhappy in the long run, and they make us unhealthy. And Boulder's a place that favors the pedestrian. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I know there's been some great studies out there that have recently correlated our mood to our gut, and eating processed foods and chemicals can alter our friendly gut bacteria, which science now shows is linked to depression. That said, in your opinion, doesn't happiness also coincide with our diet? Have you found that link? Well, there's an association. Uh, people who are eating six or seven servings of vegetables a day report about 20% higher levels of well-being, people who are physically fit. If you're obese, you're about 11% less likely to be happy. So yes, a very important strategy for happiness is eating plant-based, getting your physical activity and being uh, socially connected. The association works the other way too. If you're in the top quintile of the happiest people uh, in, in America, so the top 20%, your life expectancy is about eight years greater than it would be if you're in the lowest quintile or the lowest 20%. So happiness and health are like two peas in a pod. You know, they, you, you can't really pull them apart. They, 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 they travel together. Got it. What about like, um, job? I would imagine people that love what they do are happier, live longer. Does that correlate people that wake up and just hate going to work? So according to Gallup, only about 30% of people actually like their job. That means 70% in this country are, you know, showing up because they have to work for money or they've been uh, hoodwinked into thinking status is more important than their, than their emotional well-being. 
but yes, it's very important. We spend most of our daily lives at our jobs, or most of us do. And and if if that's an unpleasant experience, uh, you're you're really in for kind of a crappy life. Uh, a few things we learned that you can do to make your job a happier place. In fact, the biggest determinant of whether or not you like your job is not your pay. It's not recognition from your boss. It's whether or not you have a best friend at work. So make it an effort to reach across the hall or across the uh, uh, cubicle and make friends with uh, somebody who shares your values, who you can walk with or share a meal or do happy hour with is is really an important strategy, not only for employees, but employers ought to be thinking about that because uh, happier employees are more productive employees and they get sick less often. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder, where does technology play in these blue zones of happiness? I've seen people that are miserable. They're getting texts. They're getting social media and emails and deadlines and answering email. You know, it's it's just, that's miserable life, but we tend to all live like that. <laughs> Is there places around the world where yeah. that's, that's an instance? Well, social media is exploding everywhere, but um, on our Blue Zones website, we have a tool which is free called the True Happiness Test. And that tool asks people about their happiness in a few different ways and then asks them about their social media usage. And we've had over 200,000 people take that test. And with the data, we're able to correlate. And what we find is that people who are using social media less than about 45 minutes a day are the happiest. So it seems that a little bit of, of interaction with your handheld device is good. But after, you, after you're using it more than about an hour a day, an hour a day, we see people's happiness diminish. And the least happy people are spending eight hours a day on their devices. So if you're using it to connect with the real world or as a little bit of intellectual repose after a very connected day, go for it. But once you hit about that one-hour mark, yeah, start putting it away. Yeah, you mentioned how, you know, people that have one good friend at work or seem to be happier. How do these people on social media not happy? They got 4,000 friends that they've never met. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, exactly. And this, you, you, electronic friend is never going to live up to the exactly. <laughs> human content. But if you're, I mean, there are lots of people who use um, the internet or dating sites or social media to connect with people in the real world. And if you're using it like that, you know, go for it. But to your point, doctor, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're spending uh, most of your waking hours imploded into your iPhone, uh, you're doing yourself some real harm. That makes sense. Tell us about the blue zones project across the United States. What's that about? So let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you in one phrase, the secret to longevity. Don't try to change your behavior, change your environment, because there's no short-term fix when it comes to longevity. So in these blue zones areas, they're making it to 100, not because they have individual responsibility or discipline or better diets or exercise programs or supplements or any of that other crap that we get marketed to all the time. Right. It's because they live in an environment where the healthy choice is the easy choice. And since 2009, I've been working uh, with ShareCare. We now have 200 full-time team members who are working in 26 cities, including Fort Worth, Texas, Naples, Florida, the whole state of Hawaii with the Blue Cross Blue Shield plans there. And we are shaping cities so that everywhere you turn, the healthy choice is the easier choice. And we work with their 
its policies to favor uh, fruits and vegetables over junk food, to favor the pedestrian over the motorist, to favor the non-smoker over the smoker. Uh, in each of these cities, we have Blue Zone certified restaurants, grocery stores, workplaces, and schools where they've agreed to make healthy a priority. And we have 15% of the population who take a Blue Zone pledge, take purpose workshops and volunteer, and join what we call MOIs, or these committed social networks where people get together and walk and eat Blue Zone's potlucks, which is, say, plant-based. Great, great. Where can people go to learn more about that? Uh, BlueZones.com is probably the best place. Great. Um, you know, there's a place, whether if you're a community and want to make your community a Blue Zone, you put, push one button. And if you want to learn how to uh, eat a Blue Zone diet, there's another uh, meal app there you can try, which will tell you exactly how to eat to be 100. Fantastic. As an individual. Great info. And the minute we have left, is there anything else you want to share with the listeners on how to live a Blue Zone lifestyle? The biggest thing you could do is curate your social network. Uh, if all your friends are sit around and watch TV and eat chips and hot dogs, you might put a little less energy in that and make the effort to find a few friends whose idea of recreation is playing tennis or walking and gardening. Uh, make a couple vegetarian friends. And the main thing is you want friends who care about you on a bad day. So it takes a little effort, but it's the best thing you can do for long-term health, happiness, and longevity. So true. I, re I remember this statement, uh, a true friend is someone that will ride the bus with you when your limousine's broken. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Good days of bad. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being with us today. Such great information, folks. Live by example. So much truth to that. To get your copy of the Blue Zone of Happiness or any of the best-selling Blue Zone series of books, visit bluezones.com. And while you're there, be sure and check out the meal planner, recipes, and informative articles. Sign up for Dan's newsletter so you can stay up to date with all the latest Blue Zone news. You can follow him on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Blue Zones. And for my daily health tweets and Facebook posts, follow me at Dr. David Friedman on Instagram. I'm at Health Radio Doc. If you heard something today that you just want somebody to hear that couldn't listen in, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to yourgoodhealthradio.com. Peruse our podcast library and share segments of interest with friends, family, and coworkers, and on social media. This information is too important to keep to yourself. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.